Hi, welcome to the Dream Career Podcast. I'm Priscilla, your Dream Career Expert, and I'm here inspiring you to wake up to a career you love. And today I'll be speaking with Novelle, who's a creator, artist, and dancer. And she'll be telling us how she went from being a finance director in a private equity firm to a Latin dancer. So hey, Novelle. Hi, Priscilla. Thanks for inviting me. I'm very excited to be part of this podcast. Definitely. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. So before we dive into just you sharing your story um, with the listeners, I'm curious to know, how would you define the dream career? Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I don't necessarily see it as a dream career. Mm. I just see it doing what I love, yeah. you know, um, just following my passion um so that's and that's waking up every day being excited about what you do mm-hmm. and I think that it's it's really as simple as that and maybe excited is so underestimated like really being up um to wake up to do something um so yes yeah, so that's I think what my dream career is to me Amazing. And so how did you find your dream career? Like, how did you know that this is what my heart truly desires? And as of now, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do what I really love. So I would say that for me, um, it was a series of like big life events that woke me up. Um, you know, to, to be clear, when I was a finance director, um, I was very successful at doing it and I was actually happy mm-hmm. doing it. It wasn't like I was, you know, dragging myself out of bed to go to work. I was okay. very good at doing it and I, and I loved doing it. Um, what happened was my, um, I think about five years ago, um, my mom very suddenly passed away. Um, I didn't expect that. I was actually on a vacation when I got the call that she was in an accident. Um, we all flew home and uh, didn't quite get to say goodbye. Um, she was really in a coma and, and then she left. So that was a huge shock to me. Um, and I've never really experienced any other kinds of deaths before. Mm-hmm. And to have my mom she's the closest person to me she was both my mom and my dad to me and that was like shocking so that was my first clear indicator that wow you know like money is not the most important thing in life Uh, the most important thing in life is actually time Um, so that was like the first huge realization um, and of course, it was very difficult for somebody like me where I've spent, you know, 10 years building a career and was very successful and had an amazing trajectory and, you know, great financial success and recognition from it. Um, and then the second thing was that six months later, um, I didn't feel very good. I just went for my ordinary checkup and um, doctors say, oh, you probably just tired from dancing um at that time i was again you know just dancing and working full-time and i when i got this call back a few days later they said naval you have to 
go to the emergency room right now. Wow. <laughs> and I remember this was July 4th and I was like going to the beach with my brother and sister. I'm like, can this wait, you know, for like right. two days? And I was like, what is the worst thing that could happen if I wait? And she's like, you are at risk of a heart failure at any point in time right now. Oh my God. And my brother and sister started sort of crying because um, obviously it was very close to what happened to my mom and, you know, we admitted to the hospital. And I was transfused, you know, with two pints of blood. Um, Long story short, the next six months was spent on figuring out what was wrong. And that was my second, like, knock in the head. And so, yeah, so those two events are what, like, woke me up to make me realize that the most important thing in in life is really your time here on Earth. Like, money can't buy that. And when death knocks on the door, like, it's too late for anything. Um, You know, I'm, I'm... I'm young, I'm healthy, and I really didn't expect that. So that was my biggest wake-up call um, for a real change. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and to answer your question on like why dance or how dance mm-hmm. is that I went back to you know when you were like a little kid and you what is the one thing that you enjoy? that like spark your heart. I think that's when like we're purist. We are not really um, motivated by external factors or uh, we still have our voice in us. And I've always loved dance or any sort of movement related based type of career. You know, I, I, I love gymnastics. I love ballet, I love dancing. And that's all I could remember. So that was what I held very, very dear to. And I always feel that I'm most myself when I dance. Mm. So yeah, so when you have those two events, plus you know me going back and remembering what my passion was, that's how I decided to you know, quit my job and become a full-time dancer. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm like speechless, really. I'm like, wow. That's just so amazing. And I feel like you touched on so many key points when it comes to like, yeah, because like you said, it's just, it's, it's just not, it's not just about waking up to career love. It's identifying what's really important in life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, And being really grateful for the time we have here and knowing that time is limited. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, the the death thing is definitely like an important piece that I always bring to the table. Just around mm-hmm. like, you know, if I were to die tomorrow, like, what would I be doing differently, right? And just always reminding yeah. us that we're we're not immortal. Yeah. And actually, I think a lot of people today they they, they are comfortable talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so interesting because that's the sure thing. <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, <laughs> we all don't get to escape this route. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and I remember when the doctor said to me, oh, you know, you, we were sending you to the oncology department. And I actually had to look up on my phone. I was like, what is the oncology department? Like, like which part of the body is that? Mm. Until I realized it was actually the cancer department. Um, and I didn't realize the severity of it. Um, yeah, until then. So, yeah. yeah. 
And now you're healthy? Yeah, I am. And actually, the, the very interesting thing is, let me touch wood <laughs> as I say this. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, you know, I spent six months like like trying to figure out what happened. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. I was like losing blood, like a lot, and okay. almost to the point of like death. Um, mm-hmm. And they couldn't find out why, so they thought that I had some sort of, you know, disease that was causing that. Um, the interesting is that after six months of, of like going in and out of different departments, they couldn't find out what was wrong. Mm. and um, it has been four years since my blood level has gotten back to you know, close to normal okay and yeah so so yeah but if that didn't happen like it probably I wouldn't have you know wake up to those realizations mm-hmm. yeah mm. so. so do you feel like the fact that you just decided hey now I'm gonna dance full time had anything to do with kind of your body just I guess rejuvenating and getting back to normal to normal I think so I, I I really believe that things happen for a reason mm. and sometimes we may not see it at that time especially if it's a you know negative event but I really think that things happen for a reason and Definitely. there's some things that deep inside your soul you know mm. that knows more than your mind mm. that that, that instinctual feeling that that thing that you know deep inside your heart that you need to do um and sometimes you yeah your body just gives you cues like that mm. that that's what i believe in after what i've experienced um and you just have to follow it mm-hmm. you know you have that one life and you get to choose what you want to do and you should take advantage of that when you when you realize like okay I just have to follow this um, were, you, were there any moments for you where there were any fears or was it really for you were you in this instant like I just know I have to do this there is of course fear mm. and there is a lot of fear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I grew up in in a very typical Asian um, family where you have to make money, you have to have right. a career that pays, you have bills, you're an adult, behave like one, be responsible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so all of that, right? Um, so there is a lot of fear. Um, but like I said, those two realizations is what made me realize that if I don't do this now, I may never get a chance to do it. Mm. And if I do it and I fail, at least I know I did it and I tried. Mm. Yeah. But I'm not going to give up without giving my very best to it. And that's my answer to myself. So um, that being said, being the planner me, um, I did make sure that I tried to mitigate mitigate all of the risks or you know reduces the risk mm-hmm. uh, and plan for it so that my transition will be easier. Mm-hmm. So, um, share a little bit with the listeners, like, what what did that plan consist of, right? Because it sounds like your plan did support you in making that smooth transition, that kind of, um, like, you were able to navigate, like, those concerns in a good way. Yeah, yeah, I, um, 
I think the most important thing um, is twofold. Mm-hmm. Actually, threefold. I'm, I'm thinking about it as I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is really financials, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what everybody thinks about, and that's what um, stops a lot of people. Mm-hmm. To be true, right? For sure. So. Um, for me, I at that time I I was living in Manhattan, having to pay you know a big hefty rent, yeah. um, and I had a house in Chicago okay. um, that I still had a mortgage for, um, and I had a you know fat paycheck to support my lifestyle. I'd be going out to mm-hmm. eat almost every weekend and enjoying it with many friends. Now all of that had to change, so I first need to have a financial plan. Um, I decided I needed to be debt free, mm. so I decided to sell my house. Okay. And it was a very difficult decision because it was a joint, um, you know, home with my husband, mm-hmm. and not only have to convince him but also his parents. So I sold the home um, to reduce the debt and get back some of the capital that I have. And instead of you know being 15 minutes walk to my studio. I moved out deep, deeper Brooklyn, about 45 minutes to an hour train ride away. Okay. Um, and this is to reduce my, my rent by more than 50%. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also um, had to have a realistic lifestyle change, quite honestly. Um, I used to go out to, you know, dinners and like, you know, I said entertainment. Well, that got cut by like almost 70%. Okay. Um, but again, all of that were like the bigger house or the you know, the more fancy stuff in life. Those things didn't matter to me as much anymore. Mm. And for me, because I knew what I wanted to do, um, as long as I had, you know, no debt, I had some amount of money for myself. And, and you have to think, what is that for you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I planned for sort of how much was I willing to spend on, on, on this passion of mine and put that aside. So that is like sort of the financial piece that I did. Um, at that point in time, I was putting money aside that I could gain for two years with, with let's just say, with no income. Okay. Um, that was what I was willing to to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, but financially, that was the plan. And secondly, I would say, before you do that to really know why you're doing it mm-hmm. because having a dream career um, sounds great and it is great don't get me wrong but it is going to be challenging as in all great things in life you know yeah. so so you need to hold on to that why you need to remember when the going gets tough why did you embark Mm. So you need to be very clear before you even go in. Yeah. Yeah. And and third, I would say, if you're lucky, um, have a few people around you that really support your dreams. Mm. And and that can be challenging to some people. Um, you know, some people may be facing, uh, I don't want to say rejection, but maybe you know, out of love, your family or friends may be concerned about. Your, your dreams right. um, <clears throat> for whatever reason but you may be able to find a few or maybe just one person that 
believes in you. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I think it's quite important um, to have a shoulder to cry on or to lean on or to have somebody to just lift you up for when sure. you need that little boost. Yeah. So who yeah. Was, who was that for you? Um, that was definitely my husband. Um, he is amazing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of course his parents were, and my family was very um concern initially mm-hmm. but he was the one that has never stopped supporting me Amazing. Um, and that is what I, I felt like I had the world behind my back to hold Amazing. me up yeah 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 <laughs> um yeah so yeah those are the yeah. three I think very very important things to have before Amazing. you have changes yeah I have to admit when I asked you the question I'm like please say it was your husband <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, he is the most amazing man. And I'm very, very blessed and lucky to, to have that. Yeah. I'm also curious, Novelle, what's your why? What makes you, you know, continue moving forward regardless of the challenges? I think for me, it's funny because I don't have a good I, I keep on saying you have to good answer for yourself, but for me, I find it difficult for me to pull it out. Okay. And the reason why I find it difficult is because it's something that I cannot explain, okay. but yet I can feel. Mm. You know, it's just that one thing you don't know why you need to do it, but you need to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's when I feel the most alive when I dance. It is when I, I just feel it's me. Mm-hmm. Like there's no better answer than just that. Yeah. Um, that's why I started off our podcast saying that it wasn't that I was unhappy with my career. I was mm-hmm. actually happy. Mm-hmm. And I was in a place like a very good place. Mm-hmm. And to, to, why do I want to throw that away for something that is the unknown? It's, mm-hmm. it's this. It's this feeling inside me that I just have a feeling that this is what I'm, I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. in this lifetime. Um, mm-hmm. And I know it, it, it doesn't sound concrete to a lot of people who is like more logical minded or business minded right. or, or very rational. Um, but if you really tune in to your inner being, to who you are, you really tune into that little voice, then you will be able to hear it. Mm-hmm. And, and other people will think that you're crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't think you're crazy, but I know that some people think that. Um, I just, but your why is so beautiful. And I feel like that's the thing that we can't explain when it comes to the dream career is that sometimes that, sometimes that why makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't, but it makes sense to us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're absolutely right in that. And, and that's why it's so important to listen to your inner heart mm-hmm. because this is your life mm-hmm. and I, I really believe that each of us are given like dream a dream or a few dreams and we all have different routes in life we're all unique individuals we all have a different path so why follow others you know why not tune in and listen to yourself mm. and and what is there to be afraid of? I mean, the world is so huge and so big and, and there's opportunities 
everywhere. Yeah. And who, who it is to say that, oh, this is the quote-unquote safer route. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, and I think that's what makes things exciting. That's what makes life exciting. It's mm-hmm. the unknown. Of course. That what, that's what makes life, I say. Yeah, that's just like life is stepping into the unknown. I forget, somebody like quoted me, but I don't remember what they quoted anymore, but it was something, <laughs> it was something around that, you know, life begins when you step out of the comfort zone or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that. Um, I think when you step out of your comfort zone, now that you talk about it, mm-hmm. um, I feel it is when you actually really start living mm-hmm. and start to test your own boundaries, your own limits. Yeah. Um, and to experiment and to explore um, and, and not just accept what things are but also to create and that's what I think it's magnificent about being a human being mm-hmm. of course and, and I always feel like like this is my opinion, but I believe that when you have stepped out of the comfort zone and, and you've explored and you've experienced and you've discovered like that other side of what life can be, right? It's like when death comes knocking at the door, it's less scary. It becomes, it almost becomes welcoming where you're like, but I lived so beautifully and fully. Show me what's next, <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to have to regret you know, when that exactly. time comes, it's like, oh, I didn't do this. What is? Like, that would really kill me, I think. I think that would really kill me, too, to think that I've just sort of, you know, wasted my time on Earth. Or, or you know, what would I have been? What kind of person would I have been? What kind of dancer would I have been? Um, mm-hmm. And what about the people around me? Um, what is the legacy that I'll leave behind that would inspire other people? And I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about is the impact that they have on other people mm-hmm. when they are their best self. Mm. You know, imagine if it, on one hand, if you're just miserable doing, let's just say a career or a job that you don't like. And how can you be your best self? How can be you be your, your best self if you are, let's just say a husband or a wife or a friend or a daughter? You know, like how can be your best person to the people around you mm-hmm. versus if you're really doing something that you love and as difficult as it may be and it will be, but you feel fulfilled mm-hmm. and the times when things are great, you feel even greater than that. You know, what kind of being will you be at a time to your family, to your spouse, to your friends? And that, I think, is one of the most magical things. Mm-hmm. Because then you touch the people around you and they have a different experience of you mm-hmm. as a result of that. And they experience life differently as a result of you being the best self. Yeah. Like, walk the talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about, tell us a little bit about your dancing. Because there's, okay, so you became a dancer, but I know you also, um, you do partner dancing um, with Sebastian. And so tell us a little bit more about, you know, how did you even select the type of dancing? How did you get into the competitions? Just so we get a little bit of a 
a highlight of what that life looks like for you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I I actually went back to dancing after like 10 years of not dancing because I was so stressed out at corporate. And I was like, okay, okay let me do something that I, I love and enjoy. That's what I went back to dancing. Um, and I've never tried Latin dancing, partner dancing. Um, I was, I just went into a studio one day and, and, and rolled myself into it. Um, so that's how I got started. Um, and initially I, I danced with a, uh, a teacher. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I, I moved to, you know, very quickly I decided, you know what, I really want to take this seriously. So I researched the best place to train in, in New York, um, which was, happens to be one of the best places to train in the world. Amazing. And I went to this school of, this school of thought, um, Alan Tornsberg and, and Vivica Top, um, and they were the world champions back in the 90s. Um, they, so I started training with them. Um, and so my day right now kind of looks like I dance six days a week, um, Mondays to Fridays I dance. I tried, our goal is to have five effective hours. Okay. Wow. And when I say five effective hours, I'm probably at the studio like eight to 10 hours because mm. you know, that includes stretching, that includes meal break, that includes like talking through some of the stuff, um, that includes working out bodies and everything. And on the sixth day, we try to do about three hours a day. Um, and so we trained and then we, our goal is to compete every month. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we travel for competitions. Um, and, you know, usually we go to the ones in the East Coast, um, just because they're, they're nearer um, mm-hmm. Canada as well. And we also go internationally. Um, so last year, the last big one we had in it was in Dublin. It was Worlds, um, yeah, and it was amazing. Like just to be able to go there and to travel, um, and also we also perform. Um, there's some weekends that we get to perform, and um, I get to dress up. Um, I get to put my tan tanner on, look all pretty, <laughs> my makeup, my hair, fake hair, fake nails, everything to glam up. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm, I'm gotten so used to putting on makeup in the bathroom, in the restrooms. Um, so yeah, it, it's all one part of you know being a professional dancer. Of course. Um, yeah. So um, and and finding Sebastian was, I think, um, I also got very very lucky. Mm-hmm. He is um, amazing, and we have got good chemistry working together. Yeah. Um, we are very, very different. And trust me, if it's not because of the passion for dance, we probably have left each other a long time ago. <laughs> okay. uh, but because we love dancing so much and we love dancing with each other so much that as long as we don't kill each other, then we'll be fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we've come very, very close to that. Um, but it, it is beautiful and it is amazing. Yeah. You guys are a cute couple. Yeah. Thank you. And I mean, you're you should see us is... fight. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, okay, maybe not so cute anymore. <laughs> that would be like behind the scenes. Yeah. But, yeah. Hopefully, actually, do you have some of your videos on YouTube that we can share? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. I think if you if you look under uh, maybe uh, Seb and Novell. Okay. Um, 
yeah, I think I'll find maybe I want to find something or yeah, stash sure. them. Yeah. And then I had a couple of questions before we go. I was just wondering, um, so how many years have you been dancing now? So full time, um, I would say I've, I've actually right now we're in June. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have quit my job like full time three and a half years. So okay. that is full time dance. That is the schedule that I told you about earlier. Yeah, right. And the and before that, um, I danced you know a few times a week for two years. So in total, five years in Latin dancing. Um, but I always grew up in dance. You know, when I was mm-hmm. little, I did ballet, I did um, gymnastics, I did figure skating for a long time. So I had, I was always, you know, moving, and that's what I always loved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just I didn't really continue that um, after college. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you do your championships, have you guys won any prizes? So, because it's like a, a wool arena, um, we haven't really like won. Let, let me actually let me think. Not in the not in the not internationally. Okay. Like we haven't won anything that is substantial internationally. But within the U.S., uh, there are a few competitions that we have gotten pretty good results in. Amazing. Um, we started our first competition is the CDI. Um, it's one of the biggest collegiate competitions in the U.S. Um, and we were second the first year we started dancing together and last year the second year when we went back we actually won that's awesome so yeah so that was good that's awesome cool Novelle I I actually really from the bottom of my heart want to thank you for this and want to thank you for being so comfortable opening up and telling us such a big part of the story and what really had you thinking about what was important. Um, yeah, because I realized like, I didn't know that about Novell. Yeah, so you learned <laughs> something, <laughs> you learned something new. It was amazing. I love this chat with you. Um, I hope the listeners love it. You had so many amazing, I'll call them my, the golden nuggets, right? So many amazing little tips that you shared. And um, I'm so thankful and grateful that you shared this with us today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm very, very grateful that you invited me. Um, actually, one of my goals is to inspire people to um, to really do what they want and what they love. Mm-hmm. And my medium is in dancing. Yeah. Um, that's how I measure my success. Mm-hmm. It's not really the the, me- the medals. I mean, of course, it's great that we we do that. Yeah. Um, but I find more joy in inspiring other people to do what they love. Because um, a lot of people may think that, or I used to think that being a dancer, you have to start now. You, mm-hmm, and that if, right. if, if you miss the boat, then you're done. Yeah. Um, but I, I would like to be the walking proof that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, right now, the people that we compete with are people who started when they're five years old. Right. Um, and, and funnily enough, both Sebastian and I didn't start Latin dancing when we were little kids. Mm-hmm. But we are dancing next to these people and we don't look like we're out of place. In fact, right. we look like we are contenders and we're up and coming. Yeah. And that is what holds us together. That is that is why. Actually, like, you know, you asked why, why we dance. That is one of the whys that I'm mm-hmm. dancing. Mm. So yeah. And I keep on saying this is the last comment, but really it is. Um, you're going to be are you are you guys already giving dance classes or like, where can we find you? 
where can we find you yeah <laughs> so i think thank you for asking that um yes yeah, sebastian and i are our teaching um so he is a fantastic coach um i love dancing with him and, and he's really really great so we have i think on our uh, facebook you can look us up is seven novel and you can message us through there um we teach in manhattan in brooklyn as well as in jersey um so yeah so anytime that you guys need to have a wedding dance or just to learn how to move um you know we we are always there to help Um, that's amazing thank you so much novelle thank you thank you priscilla